Everybody ready? <laughs> yeah, we were ready like four hours ago, Lubitz. You know, <laughs> I just want to make extra sure that we are all like prepared, girded our loins for the show. Bree, Bree, you have to call him Stevie. No, just no, say. don't do that. Don't do that. Nobody wants that. Well, that's just like telling me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, okay, now we're ready you, to start. Have you recorded like a hundred episodes of a podcast? With I don't know who you are. I've never met you before in my life. Let's do this. Okay. Come on. Hi there. Welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here as always with Games Boss at Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Brie? Did you have the uh, worldwide rates of infection of herpes with adults are between sixty and ninety five percent? Oh, I, it's that, so we're gonna be we're gonna be doing infection stats today. I just today. forget some medical facts to 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 use, Steve. So, like mathematically, at least two of us here on the show today have herpes. So, see, now we need to get a sponsor with from one of these like you know med- pharmaceutical Brilliant companies idea. so that i can start yeah. reading all the stuff about random diseases that always seem to have acronyms for some reason it's a good idea yeah very good idea see this is this is our growth plan for 2016 that's what we need to do <laughs> we're gonna get some of that uh we're tired of like taking that unethical squarespace money we're gonna go after big pharma that's <laughs> i guess i guess growth plan is probably the wrong thing to call it now yeah, that i'm thinking yeah, about it but yeah. you know not the best steve lubitz stevie <laughs> oh, stevie it's already it's already trending on Twitter, oh, by the God. way. Oh, God. Oh, of course it is. You, you, what did you do? Send your send your Falcons out to retweet it? <laughs> yes. The Falcon That's Army. It has begun. We also have psychotherapist and senior editor from imore.com and uh, Falcon Commander Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia? I'm good. I'm so excited. You're excited? Are you, are you really excited, though? I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Is your body ready? Uh, I'm excited because uh, I've we've already ordered the Oculus, so I'm. Oh, did I'll you really? Wait. You I'll ordered wait. one too? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll wait. I'll wait until because we have we have someone else special. We have another special person on the show. So okay. I don't don't get me started until we can get started. Well, we we have as as close to another Canadian as we could get this week. <laughs> um, so from North Dakota, we have Sabriel Mastin. Welcome, welcome to the show, and thank you for coming on with us. Oh, thank you. Hello from South Canada. <laughs> South South Canada is that like? Yeah, um, yeah. Is that like North Texas? Is that is that what that's like? Oh, exactly like that. We even say eh? Do you? Um, some of, some of us do. Yeah. I, I think you need to do that for the rest of the show. It's, it's no, don't don't do that. Don't don't you know? Wait, 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 I can do this. I can do this. No. Stevie, eh? No, no, don't do that. <laughs> that's that's not what you want to do. Oh, Stevie. No. So, so I have Stevie. to tell I'm going to start talking about Mario for the rest of the show now if you oh, keep that up. Oh, oh, I <laughs> swear to God. I'm going to write in my contract for this year that if you don't stop pronouncing it Mario, Mario, I am leaving the show. Like, <laughs> like that's the point I'm at with you, like, saying that word. Because the it goes through my brain and it, like, travels up my spine and into my brain. And it just, <laughs> oh, it just... It's, it's, my brain. Oh, it's so terrible. 
So I have to tell our listeners why uh, Sabriel, or as I like to call her, Fake Brie, is on the show today with us. So we were hanging out, and so I had a friend uh, at, um, she's actually somebody that works for Apple, and uh, we were going to go have dinner because we haven't seen each other in a decade, and it didn't work out, and uh, Sabriel, or Fake Brie, starts texting me, and she's like, let's hang out, and I'm like, hell yeah, someone off the internet, I don't know, let's do this. <laughs> And that, we went that and that never had, would go wrong. That right, would never go wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we had the most awesome, I, I don't know how long it was. I think it was 17 hours uh, oh, of dinner much, yeah. together. That's and a long a dinner. Blast. And yeah, it was a it was 17 hours of dinner. It was, it was great. And then I'm like, well, fake Brie, you've got to come on the show today. I mean, very clearly. So thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. You've made a huge mistake. <laughs> you, you really have made a terrible mistake. Why don't you tell people about you? Yeah, because oh, because okay. I I I don't know who Toaster Brie, the Toaster Brie, the Battlestar Galactica right. other Brie. I do not. I don't, tell me about you. Well, by your command, I might as well tell you. Um, Ooh, I like this. <laughs> see Brie. See Brie. Yeah, so, that's it. I'm a writer in here, here in Fargo, North Dakota. I talk video games a lot. I'm an opinionated gal who just spits things out on Twitter a lot. Um, I love the industry or indie industry. I'm a I like big it. I like it. I approve. And I Sam. love promoting their work. Have you ever been to okay. prison? I'm sorry. What's that? Have you ever been to prison? <laughs> um, I don't know if I can talk about that. Um, okay. There's some oh, okay. circumstances like, well, that uh, okay. are still wow. Pending. All right. Yeah. yeah. This is good. This yeah. Is good. This is good. That, that's good. And she's also yeah. smart to not be admitting to anything. Right. On right. the show. On the air. Right. Which, you know, I mean, that that's pretty much a smart tack to take on this show. Because so, yeah, you can really yeah. get yourself into, into serious trouble in the first five minutes of the show. I, I swear, like, I've really had serious conversations with my – and this is not a joke. This is not a joke at all. I've had serious conversations with my lawyer about what I can and cannot say on isometric given the state of our current uh, legal fund that we have saved in the bank. So, yeah, like, you need to think about that a lot. I'm, I'm scared now because everything that's happened on the show is stuff that's been cleared with your lawyer. Right. So I'm kind of terrified at what could have been things that the lawyer put the kibosh on. Oh, God, that dude is the biggest killjoy. Like, he is. <laughs> I hate that dude. I will sit there and I'll be like, oh, this is the best idea ever. Let's <laughs> knock it out. He was like, nope. <laughs> oh, sucks. So if we, were, if we were all about to fall off a building, which one of us would you save? <laughs> oh, God. Um, do I have to save one of you? Yeah. Come on, me. Well, George would probably kick my ass if I don't. <laughs> what the hell do you think I would do? <laughs> well, you wouldn't kick my ass. Because <laughs> you'd be falling off. Yeah, I would. I would, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I used to be in Derby, so Sweet. I'm pretty tough. So I can see probably like, right, two people. All right, all right. Arm, just uh, so Steve is dead. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, at least we'll, we'll have lived a good life, so it's okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. We'll live to the ripe old age of 30-something. <laughs> social security checks just pouring on in yeah definitely (laughs) all right so should we talk about video games no okay so um (laughs) we spent a decent amount of time talking about the oculus last week and we're gonna do that again because um last week we were talking about how the oculus touch got delayed and this week we're going to talk about how the oculus rift is coming out so the pre-orders went live on wednesday and the the most of the discussion has revolved around the price. 
because the original announcements around the price back when the in the Kickstarter days were that the device was going to cost about three hundred and fifty dollars, and they Oculus had been kind of coy about the pricing over the last six months or so, getting closer to the launch, and hadn't really said anything. And then when the pre-orders opened up, the pre-orders were for $600 for the retail unit. And that's assuming that you have already have a computer that's ready for it, and the computers that um, are needed to run the Oculus Rift have very specific uh, requirements. Uh, that They need a particular um, graphics card, which... Unless you bought a computer very recently, you probably don't have. The uh, computers need to have three USB 3 ports and one USB 2 port in order to be able to connect to the unit. Um, there may be some other requirements, but the... Uh, we could, you, could prob- you could probably pick it all up for around 6, 7. But you also need like an HDMI uh, 1.3. Uh, it, it, you, really, it, you really need a, a good computer. This is something that you're probably going to be out at least another 600 after the 600 price. Um, and it might be closer to, you know, seven, eight. So it's going to be, this is not just you're getting Oculus and you're just plugging and playing it. Of which I've already ordered. So, so you'll be able to play all the, so, you know, now that you've done that, now you can buy Isn't yourself a PS4 enough? or an Xbox one. Is that not good um, enough? It's not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, okay. No, Stevie. no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, so I I want to talk about this. Why are you not willing to get Splatoon? Because you're like, oh, I don't know if there are any games on the Wii U. There's just Super Metroid and Zelda and like the entire library of Super Nintendo and NES games and Wii games and and 64. And a lot of good indie games too. And also Splatoon and also Super Mario Kart and also Super Mario 3D World, which is probably the best game ever made. I have those games. No, you don't. I know you don't. Super Mario 3D uh, World. S- Super, I, Mar- Super Mario 3D World, I will pronounce it the right way. You're, you're welcome. Super Mario okay. 3D World is actually something that you have not played, and it yeah. is very good. It's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. I, okay. Judgment is basically my okay. message to Georgia Dell. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's, let's save our judgment of, of Georgia for a little while so we can talk about Oculus first. But. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that because um, I don't think – I don't see judgment of Georgia Dow on the topics list. Oh, oh well, I'll make sure to put it on there from now on. Um, so <laughs> as you can imagine, the internet was super pleased about the news that it was a lot more expensive than they were expecting. And there's been a lot of discussion – over the last day or so about what this means for Oculus and whether this is um, shutting out people who wanted to be able to get into this at launch and whether this is too expensive and, you know, what this means for the future of Oculus and for VR. So I will I will pose this question to our illustrious panel and, and say, is this is this price a problem uh, or is this pre- or is the fact of pricing this actually a good thing? Did you just call me a panel? I I don't I think, think he's so. talking about me though yeah. because he said something nice about the panel so it can't yeah. be. What must be talking what? about? Must be talking about like Cylon Breeze. I like 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 right. Jeopardy, you know, interviewing the panel, you know. Okay. So yeah. this price. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sabriel. No problem. Thank you for saving oh. me. Cylon Bree. <laughs> Cylon Bree. That that's that right. that's that's her official it name now. It just rolls off the tongue. It does actually. Yeah. <laughs> so this price this should have been a conversation I think we were, we would have months ago. I don't think they should have waited until yesterday to tell <laughs> us it's going to be $600. I mean, now the whole conversation isn't about the device itself, but all we're talking about is the price. And that's really annoyed me. I'm like, we have this potentially really cool thing coming, and we're all just sitting here talking about the price. 
Well, I mean, I think uh, they were kind of signaling it for a long time. I mean, and kind of being cagey about it. Uh, I mean, it was very obvious it was going to come in pricier than, you know, I think people kind of wanted it to be because it is twice as expensive as the, the dev kit. And, you know, honestly, I was thrilled it was only $600. Um, yeah. But that's that's truly because, you know, most consumers, like when I defended the, the price on Twitter today, um, you know, I had some frankly stupid people writing me <laughs> going like, well, TVs cost Stop $50. Stop talking about me like that, Brie. No, I'm you, being you offended. wouldn't have said this. Like, TVs cost $50 to make. And then they sell them for a thousand. It's like you just can't even have a conversation with somebody about this. So this piece of hardware has some very, 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 very specific components in it with a very low latency um, and like, you know, very custom built, uh, like, you know, it's not like they go buy, you know, LCDs off the shelf and shove them in the visor. Like this is custom hardware top to finish. And it's it's stuff that, you know, doesn't exist in a wide array, array of electronics. So I I hear what you're saying about um, you know, them not knowing about the price and maybe revealing it earlier might have been helpful for them. But I think that they were trying to get the cost down as, ha- as high as they could. And I think that uh, I also think that they knew that this was coming. And I think that they, they kind of feared a backlash because of it. So um, I also think it's really worth saying, when I went to Oculus Connect 2 this year, they were really promoting the Samsung Gear VR, which, you know, you have to have a Samsung Galaxy phone for it, but it's only $100. And I think the reason they were really promoting that to the point they gave a free version of it to everyone that attended Oculus is they are trying to provide like a tier of experiences here. So um, I actually think they they played it pretty well. Like as soon as the, the cost concerns came out, uh, you know, the guy did a, a Reddit Ask Me Anything. He came out to and he apologized for the price. I mean, I I actually think they've handled this pretty well. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that it's worth saying that first of all, they had talked about the specs for the PC a long time ago, and it's pretty clear that you were going to need to buy a new PC for this if, if, for most people, unless you were planning ahead and buying with these specs in mind. Right. Um, and, and it's also worth saying that this is the first generation of brand new technology. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the other, like, the first generation of, like, the Blu-ray player. The first Samsung Blu-ray player was $800, which is, uh, you know, in, like, $2,005, which is an astonishing amount of money to be able to watch seven movies at the time. So it's not unexpected that it would be this expensive, and it's probably a good thing because there's going to be supply constraints. They're already sold out of the first batch that were going to come out in March, and now shipping is is pushed back to June. And the people who are going to spend this money on it may ultimately have to buy another another headset in a year or two is that because this technology is going to be improving really, really quickly. It's probably unless you really want to be on the cutting edge and you want to be like an early adopter and be willing to put put up with a lot of the the bumps that go along with that. It's probably good that you not that if the price scares you off, like it's like the the old saying that if you need to ask what the price is, it's too much. It feels like this is the kind of thing where if you have to ask what the price is, it maybe it's too much. 
I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I, like Oculus is working with certain vendors and putting out like Oculus ready systems. And, you know, to be fair, like a decent one is going to be $1,500. Right. But I don't think $1,500 is really that far out of, you know, the range of what a, a typical gamer is going to have. I mean, am I just out of touch here? Like most people, they're hardcore PC gamers have like, you know, $1,500, $2,000 rigs, right? Or am I am I just completely wrong about that? I mean, I think they do, but I think that we're, what we're talking about is we're, we're talking about people who expected it was going to be $350. Now they're upset that it's $600. Well, so if, those that, people if that $250 difference <laughs> yeah. is throwing them off, right? Then Yeah. I think that I think that, um, yes, I, I actually agree with everyone. I'm very Canadian right now. Um, <laughs> I think they, if they had known what the price is when they went on to Kickstarter, I think that that would have been good. But who knows when you started in, 20, in 2012, they really didn't know how much it was going to cost. They were in development. And I think that they could have charged almost anything. Like if it was $1,000, don't tell this to Oculus. If it was $1,000, <laughs> I would still be buying it. Hey Palmer, like, lucky go, charge Georgia a few a few hundred dollars more. She'll send, she'll spend it. I was actually pretty happy that it was only six hundred dollars. I thought that that was well within reason for what I expect to get, and I might not be the main demographic. I buy a lot of Apple products, so I'm already used to paying a premium on um, technology, and I don't mind that because it's going to be VR, because it's going to be a new experience. That's exciting to me. And, um, you know, my husband's thrilled that he gets to buy a new computer. So everyone's kind of happy about spending a lot of money. But if I was buying a new computer system, it would also be really expensive. If I was buying the Xbox One, I'm not buying the Wii right now. Um, so <laughs> I'm saving a little bit of money there. And so I, I'm, I'm pretty I, – I thought that it was a fair price. Yeah, I want them to build – I want them to spend the money into development. I want them to spend the money and not – like they could cheap out on the products and they could have made, um, you know, a system using a plastic that might break or, you know, having the lenses be a little bit off and make me feel a little bit more wonky. So they could have made the price point go into $350, but then I would have had a worse user experience. And as we had spoken, I think a few – shows ago when you're starting off with a new it's like a new field of use products virtual reality and so it's really important they hit out the gate and do something that's going to be worthwhile it's going to last it's not going to electrocute anyone or make anyone go blind you don't want this to be the power glove so i'm kind of i kind of okay want, want the power glove though i want power gloves to go with this for <laughs> sure that's not even a major <laughs> oculus listen to that part I'll spend some extra money for some power gloves. I didn't really have a problem with the price either. Um, plus, we're also going to have a whole bunch of other units coming out soon. That you know, maybe the price will come down. Maybe they'll need to compete. Whatever. As um, an earlier adopter fee, eh, no big deal. You know, it, it's. I have this one article in the show notes that I pretty much just put in for the headline, which was "Local Man Stunned to Learn Virtual Reality Requiring High End PCs is a Niche Niche Luxury." luxury. And, <laughs> And, and I mean that the rest of the article is not even necessarily worth reading. I just put it in there for the headline alone because that's that that was my reaction to this too. It's like I'm not buying this at launch. I, I don't normally yeah, yeah, anymore buy consoles at launch. I haven't since <laughs> yeah, I was waiting are. outside in the that's cold what you for the think, Wii. Steve. 
What? I'm going to drive over to your house, and I'm just going to pick up like $600 of stuff around there, and I'm going to eBay it, and you're getting an <laughs> Oculus Rift. I mean, if as long as it's my kid's stuff, I really don't care. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> I will do that. I will Be do careful. That. If probably... you don't have one, we're calling you Stevie for the rest uh, of the year. Yeah, come on, Steve. After all the stuff you've given Georgia about not having a Wii U. Because I can just go over to your house With to play game. it, though. I can, we can't play when multiplayer you stuff. my house, Steve? You have, like, a whirlwind of children around you like the Tasmanian devil. Oh, you tell, if you happen. tell my oldest that we have that you have an Oculus, she'll be, she'll be good. All right. I mean, she can come party. She can come party with cool, drunk Aunt Bree anytime she wants. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, like you know. It'll be good, good influence. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, what are you going to do with it for the first, you know, six months? I mean, there's going to be games eventually, but it's like there there has to be games that I would want to play on it. And I haven't really seen anything super compelling yet that I would want to play with it. And, and I would you rather. You know what I've been thinking about doing? I figured out uh, Unreal Effect a while ago that if you're like staring in Unreal, it'll like procedurally generate these uh, things like streaming at the screen that looks like the um, the end of uh, like 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? You know, like when they're they're going through and he's evolving, he's just blinking Dave Bowman going, like, I can't believe it. So I was thinking about like rigging that into Oculus and deploying it with Unreal and then selling it for $20 as Patriarchy Simulator 2016. <laughs> <laughs> like that. There we go. Char- Charles from the chat room says that there could be like a Falcon VR. I like that. This is this is working. I'm all in. I'm Georgia, all in. when are you going to program a Falcon VR? Me? Well, you. after I learn how to program, I have to go to code. I'm going to learn how to code. Then I'm going to learn how to do draw a stick Falcon. I'll tell you what. You have all that sweet five by five money sitting in the bank. If you give those hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars to me, <laughs> I will develop this game for you, Georgia Dow. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll get my change. All right. So, so <laughs> George, George, I want. I seriously, I, I want to ask this serious question oh, though, Georgia. No. I know. I'm sorry. Oh. Like, what games are you excited for on the Oculus that you're going to play day one when you get this? You, thing? This is going to make me sound really bad. Um, yes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It could be me walking through a room, picking up objects. I. It's not even the games. I just. I would love to experience virtual reality. Being able to move through, I, I, even if it was a virtual reality museum tour, I'm interested. So, I this is my one step closer to the holodeck. It, that's just so cool to me. The to be able to be one of the first people to experience and really play the next step in video games is, I I don't know. That gives me chills. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to playing is like uh, Eve Online's fighter pilot simulator. Like that was totally badass. Come on. Like you're sitting there and you're in a ship. You're like, like you're blowing everything up. It was awesome. I want to do that. It's like, look, I'm Brianna Dameron, right? Like that's what I want. I want it to happen. So, I mean, you know, honestly, I'm getting it to develop on it. But it's like I'm bored with games, man. I'm yeah. bored with it. Like, bring me out Call of Duty 4 trillion. Like, okay, go have fun with that. I want to do something new. Like, I even like the Virtual Boy. Like, I'm, I'm totally down with this. Yeah, I could do surgeries. I think Wait, that it would what? be great for being able to dissect brain parts. And you could, like, like, think about people that 
if you're learning a new skill and you can, you know, try it out in virtual reality before you do. I think that it would also be a great sim for people that are dealing with fears and phobias, which would be one step. Like, you know, we, we, the way that you deal with a fear or phobia, if you truly want to extinguish that, is, you know, if you have a fear of spiders, you, like, draw the spider, we watch spider videos. Then um, after you're comfortable with all of that, I bring in a real spider, but this would be a wonderful step in between that, interacting with a spider in virtual reality. And so I also think that there could be a lot of really wonderful steps in um, surgeries, in psychology, to be able to immerse people in experiences without any danger to them to make them feel more comfortable with it. So I'm not saying that I'm buying this for work because that would be disingenuous because I would buy it even if it did not have any great applications in order to reduce people's fear or anxiety. But that is so cool. President Tread Cruise Simulator 2016. <laughs> What, you, just, you just have random stuff just going at you constantly? Yep. Just, yep. just colors, Trump colors simulator flickering? 2016. Gosh, your guys' ideas sound so much better than mine. Up what are, in, where are your ideas, fake Brianna? Up here, in Far- <laughs> <laughs> up here in Fargo, there's like no trees and no hills. So I was You're in like, Fargo? Yeah. So I was oh, thinking you like, have to do the rest in a really strong oh, Fargonian oh, accent. Oh, you're not going to bring this out. Are you? Oh. <laughs> oh, that has to happen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. Yes, please continue. So I was thinking there, and uh, like we don't have any hills or trees, so I would just like make a lone tree in a field and see what it looks like. Or, you know, wow, hills. These things are magical. There's a go, North Dakota simulator. That's that's it's that's that's a, a thought a different person other than me would have. <laughs> She's Cylon Bree. From Fargo. Right. I love it. Actually, no. You're bringing shame and dishonor to the Brianna name today on the show. Right. Actually, Fargo, the TV show, the video game. Oh, yes. I would play that. You have to have the accent as you play. Would it, would it pra- Would there be like a practice sim so I could learn how to have a good, what is the accent called? It's not Fargodian, like I call it. <laughs> Fargodian. <laughs> I love um, it. That's awesome. I guess I guess where I'm coming from with it, though, is that, like, this is all really good theoretical stuff eventually, but to get it at launch is most, is most of the stuff isn't going to be built yet. And so that's why I'm not rushing out to pre-order one, just because if I wait, by the time that the, the cool stuff exists, then it's going to – first of all, it's going to be a little bit more affordable. And also, I'm not really missing out on anything other than looking at this – horrible PC that I would have to run in my, in my house that I would look at and make and narrow my eyes at every time that I walk by it and then, you know, have it just sitting there and then feel bad that I spent all that money and have it, you know, only a couple of things to experience. I'd rather wait for it to have a whole bunch of stuff and then buy it and then just, you know, enjoy all of that at once rather than, kind of getting a trickle in, if that makes sense. You know, because everything's just kind of theoretical right now. Absolutely. Like, every console launch, there's yeah for games out. What? Don't you remember Heavenly Sword? That was great. Heavenly uh, Sword was amazing. That's yeah. an amazing It's still yeah. an amazing game. Oh, yeah, game. and Fantavision. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> not Fantavision. Okay, okay. Cruising USA is legit. That's legit. There's a, 
there's a certain personality type of people that are early adopters that right. are excited to just test out the new technology to see what it does to see what it doesn't do so that excitement like when Bree was first sending me pictures I'm not going to get into of what on the Apple Watch it was yeah. just fun to test it, it out magical. do I still ever <laughs> Do I still send pictures to anyone? Any? I don't think anyone sends pictures anymore. But it was just a fun excitement to be on that cusp of something brand new. Even if you know, I'm going to be excited about the first game. They're going to be probably relatively poor, but that's okay. I don't care. I'm just excited to try a new game in VR and be able to talk about it, experience it, and then one day when my grandkids are asking me. And I'll be like, well, I, you know, play video games. I was the, one of the first adopters to be able to back in my day. And that's why I'm glad that there are people like you who will figure this stuff out for people like me when we're ready, when everything's all ready and buttoned up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Which I totally understand. That's completely valid. No, it's uh, not. It's completely <laughs> unvalid. And I don't respect Steve's feelings at all. <laughs> Look, I can still play Splatoon, Bree. So it's it's all it all works uh, out in the end. Look, Georgia Daly and I will see you in the future. <laughs> can you play Splatoon on your Oculus? You we cannot. <laughs> We're going to be fighting zombies, hand to hand combat. You know, watching. I don't want to do that either. So that does yeah, okay, <laughs> zombies. <laughs> I love it that that now Stevie's on the end of not buying a tech. So, uh, yes, in all seriousness, Georgia, uh, something I spent a lot of time researching before I um, you know, ordered this on pre-order was how to trick out my 2009 OptiCore Mac Pro enough to get it to run Oculus. And it turns out Ooh. that you can mod it with about $500 of parts. So I'm actually probably going to write uh, Renee tomorrow and ask him if I can write that for iMore because uh, I think, uh, you know, it's a lot of Mac users are under the impression we completely can't use Oculus. Oculus is just not factual. Ooh. Is that one of the cheese grater Mac Pros? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or as we call it, badass. <laughs> come on. No, it's not yeah. a cheese grater. This is, I create life, Steve, <laughs> on my Mac Pro. She, she fish. she's like, it's alive. And then you can yeah. shave some nice cheddar on top of the life that no, you create. And no, okay. Whatever. You, what do you even operate your like what do you even edit the show on like it used to be like a mac mini right so don't even come at me no it was, it was a macbook pro right. and now it's another macbook pro oh it's okay. nice that's, right that's, that's the little totally aluminum rectangle. it's just the mac mini that i try to stream the show off of that that you know sputters and and dies on me How's occasionally hearthstone running on that uh it runs great actually yeah, yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, um, <laughs> Hearthstone still runs great on the iPad Mini that I passed down to my oldest daughter that she tries to play on. So, all right, all right, yeah. Georgia, did you get the picture I just sent you on your Apple Watch? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> right now. Okay, I want to see it though. Now I'm excited. Is that because you're not wearing your Apple Watch anymore? I'm not. I do use it still. I. It, it's it's you know I don't what do I do on my Apple Watch? It's just great to get all my notification and phone calls when I'm out or at work. I love not having to ever take out my phone, so I still use it for that and love it. But you know, and will I be getting a second Apple Watch? Yes, I will. When they come out with a second gen watch, I will be picking it up. So I like getting yeah. my phone calls on my phone. But then you have to find <laughs> your phone. I don't. That's the lovely thing is that I can just lift my arm. You say that as though it's not surgically attached to my hand at this point. That's probably true. That's probably true. But I have a purse, and I it's yeah. No, I don't have a purse, so it's that's yeah, that's fair. No, I could. You know, I wish it was. I some there are some days that I wish it was more socially acceptable for a guy to carry a purse. 
There are. I think that it's it's much more. You have to have a satchel or a messenger bag. That's all. Yeah. Jack Bauer carries a purse. Yeah, but he has like torture implements he needs to carry around. Well, you would too. (laughs) Standard equipment. Uh, Well, I guess I guess Hearthstone counts, right? So (laughs) this show, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to include Sabrielle or yeah. fake Brianna in the show uh, a little bit more. Can you tell me uh, what's what's uh, if you ever like nearly died? Like, I would like a, a cool story. Like, I have. have you? Have you? I have. I almost blew myself up. Cool. No, I want to hear this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, this was back in high school. I was backing out of my driveway, and I ran into the gas pipe outside the bil- or on the Whoa. side of my house. Gas was spewing everywhere, and um, apparently I lucked out that I did not blow up the entire block. What was it? Gasoline or like just oh, um, air gas? Like natural gas. gas. Natural gas. Yeah. No, that's uh, okay. <laughs> I'll I almost blew it. up an entire block, Bree. Are you not happy? That's not dramatic enough for Bree. I like that Bree is underwhelmed. <laughs> okay, Bree, give us a real one. Give us a real story, Bree. That's not real gas. <laughs> that's not real. It's not death enough. When I was nineteen years old. I went out and I managed to raise uh, a quarter of a million dollars to do my first startup. It was an animation startup. Uh, and I did that. I you know, started my company and, um, you know, we, we shipped a, um, a pilot episode, but it didn't get picked up. And my uh, very first startup had to close. And I was very, very depressed after that. So I'd been chilling in my apartment for a while. And I said, um, you know what? I'm going to get back on my feet. I'm going to go. I've spent so much time on the Internet. I'm going to go. I'm going to get back to nature. So I went and I bought a uh, inflatable boat and I started uh, just like drifting and paddling down the uh, reservoir in Mississippi. And I got halfway down it, and I realized that they were starting to empty the reservoir against me now, that I couldn't paddle back up. It was actually pushing me deeper and deeper into the woods, so there was no way to, like, get back out. And I was, like, trapped out there. And I started to hear, like, animals and all these things around me, and then the temperature started to suddenly drop, and then um, I ended up going straight into a log and I tumped over into the water into like 30 degree water outside and I was freezing and I realized I had hypothermia and I was starting to die like I felt myself dying um so I had a cell phone at the time because this was like 2002 so I had like a 2000 cell phone but it was Mississippi and there was very bad Mm -hmm. cell phone uh reception so I actually fell under the water like when my whole thing got tumped over and my hands are shaking as I realize I'm this dying. It sounds like a scene from The Revenant. I, I swear to God, it's completely <laughs> true. I swear like on Brian my. And I swear, I swear on my on my husband's life. This is a true story. <laughs> so, so like I'm, I'm nearly dying, and I suddenly just miraculously, after I got completely submerged in like four feet of water for like a second. I managed to get it out, and amazingly, it was still working. And that was the second that I finally got a signal. And I called my friend and begged him to come, um, like, get me out of there. So I'm like, I'm going to die if you don't succeed. And that's when I started going into shock. And I just, like, tumped over on the side, and I just started shaking, and I passed out. And a little while later, my friend had managed to get the uh, Mississippi uh, Wildlife Park to go down in there and, and save me. And I remember like going into convulsions in like the bottom of this boat so bad, 
um, I nearly broke one of my teeth off on the the metal part of it on the bottom. Uh, and then they took me to the hospital and I was treated for shock. And then I went home and decided I'm done with going outside. I'm staying on the internet where it's safe. <laughs> that was the day that wilderness Bree was no died one. forever. <laughs> you know, we that's, could have, we could have had survivor woman and you know, that's true. You, you would that's never true. done this show if it hadn't been for the, well, then the we can't have that. Yeah, no, that's, I, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like that, that revised, that revisionist history. That's not all okay. Right, all right. All right. Not all <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I don't know how we follow that up, but I guess we can. Good, <laughs> Sabriel. You got to yeah. top that. Uh, let's see. Well, there's one time I was going to L.A. I was I was a cop in New York. And you I was were a cop. Stop. What? Just stop. What? Yeah. What? Go backwards and then rewind and then start it again. I was a cop in New York and I was flying to L.A. Wait. to meet my wife. Uh, wait. You used to be a cop? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And then no. I met her at a Christmas party. <laughs> I met my wife at a Christmas party and at her building, and while she was there, um, some terrorists came and tried to get me. You see, Kaye? Do you oh. swear on my husband's life this is true? Were you not wearing shoes at any part in this story? <laughs> no. How did you know? Did I tell you this already? <laughs> you might have told me this before. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, uh. I like Cylon Brie. <laughs> You know, speaking of other things that are nearly dying, let's talk about Major League Gaming. Um, so, <laughs> what? So that's a perfect oh, segue. Oh, Steve, that was smooth. I, I I do what I can. So, um, Activision <laughs> is buying out Major League Gaming for forty-six million dollars. So, Major League Gaming has been one of the the biggest biggest esports outfits. Uh, they run they run tournaments. They have a streaming service that they launched in twenty thirteen. That they they broadcast tournaments and uh, and competitions on and they've been bought out entirely uh, by Activision. Activision's been making a lot of moves into esports lately. They hired Steve Bornstein who uh, used to work at NFL Network and they also hired Mike Sepso who is part of MLG and then they brought him over and then they bought up the rest of the company. So in in this acquisition, they're making a lot of big moves into esports and what they're saying is that they want to make esports as a whole bigger and that their goal is to try to create the espn of esports uh they want to make a streaming network that's going to get the the same kind of prestige that something like espn um has so is this does this seem like a good move is this seem like hell yeah yeah are you excited about this i don't give a damn but it's a smart move It's so funny because I was going to say the exact same thing. My only comment is, I really don't care. But that's like a horrible thing uh, to say. Well, I mean, I'm sure a whole bunch of the people are really into sports. They're a huge, they're a huge look, market for gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Look, let's talk about this just in pure business terms. Okay, yeah. so um, when I, I I was in um, I know, some state, was it Iowa Missouri. this year? I, I don't know. With Patrick oh. Klepek, I was sitting down, I was drinking with him. He was telling me about how much uh, money there is in games journalism for esports coverage. And he started telling me about the statistics behind it. I started looking at it, and this is a huge growth field. It just is. It makes a ton of sense for Activision to be investing over there. The I God, I, I can't give you the exact, exact stat, but as I recall it, 
Um, the number of people that watched the World Series this year was like four million, and the number of people that watched the Dota uh, like series finals with eight million, eighteen million dollars on the table was like one hundred and fifty million, if I remember correctly. So it's just wildly, wildly, wildly more popular. This is good for game developers because if they can like make things like Call of Duty or Dota or these other things a sport, it increases the fan base, it increases participation, it locks them in for these annual. Um, like franchises. Um, it's just a really, really smart move. And I have to be honest with you, Steve, as like a professional in this field, I really, like, I'm not joking here. I roll my eyes when children on the internet start start screaming like, oh, Activision's going to come and ruin it. Like, give me a break. They're a corporation in the business of making money. This is a move that makes sense. And I just really don't understand like the anger or hatred towards this when it's something that's going to create jobs for people in the video game industry and like get more people together playing games. I just don't understand the the anger even 1%. And now Cylon Bree with a counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a counterpoint. Why are you angry about this? Why is this wrong? In <laughs> Why are they trying 30 to ruin video games? Uh, no. Um well, as an enthusiast of esports, or a couple anyway, um, my first thought was, geez, Activision Blizzard will do anything to try to get people to watch their games. But, um, <laughs> but uh, secondly, like, no, this is fantastic. I've actually, I'm a fan of watching like StarCraft II and Heroes of the Storm. So um, anything like this I can see that was going to benefit this is great. And getting um, even more people into it is awesome. Like, I'll be watching Twitter stream and like, I hardly see anyone talking about these events I'm going to or watching. Like you're saying here, there's so much money in this. There's so many viewers, but something in there, there's some kind of disconnect, and I'm not sure where it's at. And anything that Activision Blizzard can do to make this even more mainstream would be wonderful. So why do you think it's Steve's fault? Because <laughs> <laughs> I watch too much Hearthstone instead of these other well, real esports. Tournaments yeah, what's your, what's your problem with this, Steve? Like, I don't have a problem with this at all. But you were all negative. You're like, oh, Activision. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. No, yeah, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just stating the facts, ma'am. I'm all not. Right, all right, all right, <laughs> no, all I mean, right. I think that. I mean, as as somebody who watches a lot of Hearthstone now, I, I mean, I've gotten into this through Hearthstone because, well, first from the Dota International, I watched a little bit of that, and it was interesting. And I've been as I've been getting more into Hearthstone and watching a lot of Hearthstone uh, tournaments, that I've been kind of getting familiar with the esports scene there. And Blizzard has some work to do anyway. Uh, I'm saying Blizzard because they're the ones who are, you know, with with Heroes of the Storm and StarCraft and and Hearthstone, they're kind of still figuring a lot of this stuff out. Having some people who are more experienced with growing in eSport can only be good for those games. I guess the only thing that's a little bit concerning would be them trying to make a more general – a more general network only – Insofar as that you you they're obviously going to skew towards their own interests, right? So right. if they have if there's another game that's out there, I mean, League of Legends is obviously something that can't be ignored. But something like like Smikes, which is a MOBA that runs, I believe it's exclusively on the Xbox One. Like something like that, would they would they give them equal coverage to their games? It's it's a question. If there's a new game that that were to come up. Would they be willing to cover a games that are outside of the games that they 
that they own on the same level as their as their own games. Even if they didn't, is it still necessarily a bad thing? I don't think it is because I think anything that makes esports more accessible is a good thing. But I think that the one thing that nobody's doing yet is reaching out to the people who don't already play these games. And I think that's really where esports has gotten kind of stalled is getting from the people who are already playing League of Legends or Hearthstone or Heroes of the Storm or whatever to the people who are just sitting on their couch on a Sunday afternoon watching cars make left turns for three hours. And that's kind of the, the jump that esports in general needs to make. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bre- like, whoa, Steve, man, that was that was very well said. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was well said. I don't know. I guess it's like uh, I think it's I really do think it's kind of an ethical issue. I mean, um, you know, like you with all respect, like you watch a lot of football and you're a football fan, which I can respect. But, uh, you know, I've come to the conclusion like football is such a dangerous sport. It should not be allowed to exist and i've actually and, been backing off of it after over over the last like i mean couple of yeah, years i haven't myself, seen even. concussion but i saw the trailer and you know will smith really convinced me that there were some <laughs> you know it's i mean i mean i'm joking around <laughs> i but, haven't seen concussion right, but i saw I the trailer the microfractures in all seriousness it really is like it's it's killing people you know and i i guess it's like um i don't know it's like look at chris clue right like i love chris clue um, I, I do. He's a great guy. I would just do anything for like that to be for people like that and for us to be part of the sports culture instead of like, I don't know, like you look at you look at some of the stuff. and It just doesn't seem healthy to me. So I don't know. I don't know. I hope this succeeds. Forty seven million dollars seems very cheap and a reasonable investment. And uh, I hope it uh, all works out. Yeah, that's um, back to your point real quick. About yeah. um, uh, Steve, about um, seeing if they could get other games like from other companies in here. I think they, in good faith, they could say they want to because um, they let uh, Blizzard pretty much do their Activision lets Blizzard do their own thing, whatever yeah. they want, pretty much. And I think they could let MLG do this as well. The problem is, like, sure, MLG can say, "Hey, bring um, League of Legends over here; it'll be really cool." And but it's up to Valve to be like, or excuse me, um, Riot to be like, "Yeah." You know, like, maybe. I don't know. So that's going to be the hard part. Yeah, I, I guess the other thing with Blizzard is that was more of a merger than an acquisition. So True, true. Um, so that that might have been part of it is that they're, you know, required by the terms of that to like kind of let Blizzard act as its own thing. And they do let Blizzard act very independently. Um, though I guess this could mean now that, you know, there could be the Candy Crush World Championships, Georgia. It would oh, be Peggle! I can make Peggle. billions yes. of dollars playing Peggle! There you go! Oh my God! Is 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 Activision going to allow EA to stream the Peggle World Championships on MLG? That's the question, right? I can already hear it. Boop 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 boop. boop. Fight, Bree versus Frank the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> Anyway, before we move on to what we're playing, so so Bree, you you've gotten yourself a new hobby, I heard, um, or you've I, you've gotten yourself exposed to a new hobby that other people are participating in. 
Yes. Is that, so, is that the best way to put it? So, okay. Well, no, not me, because there are legal repercussions for this, and it could be construed as uh, something illegal. So, and someone course, who is not Brie. I don't do anything that's illegal. Someone else that's not me for legal purposes on this podcast um, has been ordering uh, ROM cartridges, uh, like older SNES ROM cartridges, uh, and Basically, uh, you know, the problem is a lot of Super Nintendo games didn't come over here. Um, you know, the the game market was so much smaller in the 90s that, um, you know, Square would develop games and they'd say, well, there's just no point to bring it over to the United States. So, like, some of the uh, biggest games they ever made, like Bahamut, Bahamut Lagoon and, um, you know, like the first uh, Shin, uh, Shin Tagami Tensei uh, on Super Nintendo, never made it over here. So what I found is there's a real underground of people that will sit there and uh, they'll, like, blow ROMs into the blow code into these SNES ROMs. And I don't know if they're like altering older cartridges or like making new ones, but they do that and they get professionally made stickers and they will like ship you over uh, SNES games. And it's not just for like uh, the Final Fantasy V translation I have in English that I can play on original SNES hardware. It's for like, um, there's a version of Legend of Zelda called uh, Goddess that me, I'm sorry, I misspoke my friend, um, has been playing <laughs> Uh, where basically it's like an alternate version of Zelda, right? Uh, it's a fan-made version of Link to the Past where they just remixed all the maps and added all new gameplay. So basically you can play all new expansions of Super Metroid, of uh, you know, Legend of Zelda, and a lot of these really popular games. Secret of Mana is another one. Uh, so game. I know, right? So I guess I just wanted to have a, a discussion here and say like, yeah, I'm going to open it up to the panel um, <laughs> and ask and ask like like what do y'all think of the ethics of this? Like, is this ethically shady for my friend who is not me? So not wrong. at all. So no. wrong. Who could do that? That's yeah. horrible. I would never do anything so so horrible in order to play games that I love, need, want. I want to give you money for this, but you're not letting me. Have at it. Have fun. Um, tell your friend like, nope, this is totally cool for her, them, and they're cool. Who really owns the tech? Like, once I buy something, I consider it mine. <laughs> Just saying. It's mine. Going to do whatever it might be with that. I, I don't know. I don't think that it's as horrible. I think that that shows that there's a need for this. I so, mean, I, yeah. And I mean, I guess what's different from this than when Mike Micah... So when he hacked uh, Pauline to be the main character and be rescuing Mario and Don- Mario in Donkey Mario. Kong... Uh, I mean, that wasn't that was something that was celebrated. Nobody, you know, there were no legal ramifications for that. And I don't see why that would be different from, you know, hacking something to make it playable by more people. I don't see why there would be a problem. Well, with that. I mean, in this case, my friend who is not me for legal purposes uh, is buying like spending money on shops on, I don't know, let's say Etsy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's where they're coming from. Just guessing. Where basically people are making money 
off of of making you know basically selling IP that's not theirs. To me, what I think the the moral argument is in in favor of this is like, look, the SNES. It's not like this can dilute SNES game sales, right? Like we aren't selling any more new games on there. Uh, these aren't titles that exist over here. And you know, in the case of uh, like fan translations, yes, they're working with someone else's IP, but it's also been like what? What year did Link to the Past come out? Was it 1992? Either 92 or 93. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a god. Wow, that's depressing. How old that game is? At this I know point. we can play. We can you know? play the you're, you're going to be you're going to feel really old game if you want. It's, it's no, a new no, year. no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Mid my prime, Steve Lubitz. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, but you know, there is the fact that people are, are making money off of selling IP they don't own. So, which is certainly not legal. Yeah. Right. Though they're also, if you want to look at it the other way, they're also making money off of the work that they're putting in to do that translation. But they are selling it, selling the cartridge with the game on it, which technically belongs to a company that is not them. Oh, yeah, technically legal, but whatever. Nintendo's, they're not going to do this for us, so why not? I mean, I guess if Nintendo would just release, you know, Mother 3 on the virtual console, this would all be solved and we'd all be, (laughs) everybody would be happy. I mean that's that's the that's the prime example of this though. That's the thing that people have been complaining about for what, like twenty years? I've never heard anyone complaining about that. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> never, never. So and, and they have apparently they have Mother Three working on the virtual console in Japan. So that that's always been kind of the 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 prime example of this. But if you know there's a, there's a desire for people to play it and it's making it easier for them to play it. But I guess the only ethical discussion is who should be making should they be making money off this is really the question. I mean, you know, blowing ROM into a SNES cartridge and, you know, like getting professional stickers made and put on, like that is a, it's a non-trivial thing to do, right? So um, I don't have a problem with them you know, making money off of that. I don't know. It just, I mean, you know, for my friend who's not me legally, uh, you know, like they bought many copies of Super Metroid and Zelda and all these games over the years. And, you know, certainly if games like uh, Behemoth Lagoon had come out to the United States, you know, that person who is not me for legal purposes definitely would have bought them. Right, You right. know, right. And these are, like, from for my friend who is not me for legal purposes, you know, like, <laughs> like, Square is one of the most treasured, important companies that, you know, the person who's, okay, hell, it's me, you know, I, <laughs> I love those games. I mean, and you're, it's not, like, you're not, the, you're just the right. one buying it. You're not the one selling right. it anyway. Right. So. right. You know, it's like, I want to experience that history yeah. and I want to do it in original hardware. And it just, it's very, very different playing these games on a real SNES with a real controller in your hand. Um, you know, seeing like all the artifacting on it that is playing it on your your computer. So I don't know. It's like for me, this is like a historical and, and frankly, almost a, a spiritual experience. You're doing and this for the spiritual journey of it. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've I tried Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna give we're gonna give uh, square. Yeah, well, you try I'll Jesus, try. and now yeah. you got now you give the master store to try. We'll, we'll and, give know, it a go. Breathe. <laughs> like you, you know me. You see my my Twitter, Steve. I'm clearly in need of something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, religion is you know, the only hope. Re- I have. Religion, right. you know, fandom. Yeah. It's all pretty much right. the same thing. Right. Um, I mean, 
I guess the only other thing that you could say is that if you go on to Etsy, like I'm looking at a 3D print, 3D printed Bulbasaur planter that you put a plant into and it grows out of the back of Bulbasaur. That sounds great. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, well, Ch-ch-ch-chia. yeah, exactly. And so it's like, well, this is clearly something that they put together themselves and they, they set up the 3D printing and they're printing it and making the materials, but it's off of a character that doesn't belong to them. Should they be able to sell that? It's, you know, it's kind of the same question. I don't I don't know the answer to it. Fair enough. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like there's a Pokemon or a Pokeball skirt I really wanted. Should Nintendo get that money? Or, you know? I hadn't thought of it that way. You better get that Pokeball skirt. Because you're gonna look hot as hell in it. (laughs) I'll tell you. Yeah. Make it happen. I choose you. (laughs) Aw, Stevie. All right. Well, why don't we why don't we go on to what we're playing then? I guess. And uh, so, Sabre, you're our guest. So, what have you uh, what have you been playing this week? You would like to uh, make sure that our listeners know about? Oh, absolutely. First, a little backstory. Someone close to me has started an initiative called Twelve for Twelve, Twelve in Twelve, where it's um, encouraging people to go through their backlog of games. Because how many times do you hear people saying, "Oh, I've got so many games. Oh, the Steam sale. I've got way too many games." So um, I signed up for this, and I'm going through 12 different games over the course of the year here that I didn't finish or barely touched or hadn't touched at all. And for January, I'm doing Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Yeah! Oh, God, it's so much fun. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Taking over bases is the best. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. I've been having a blast with this. Do you like the explosive <laughs> sniper rifle? That's my favorite weapon. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Anything that explodes is really, really cool. Right, yeah. Um, going around and stealthily doing stuff? What's the point? <laughs> maybe I need to give this game another try. I think I, maybe to. I wasn't fair with it. I don't know. You didn't finish it? I didn't. I got to the... I, got, I played oh. it for like 45 minutes. I got to a checkpoint. Oh, this podcast is over. I turned it <laughs> off because I reached the stopping point on the bike, and then I came back to it, and it started me back at the beginning, and I threw the controller across the room, and I was done with it, so... I didn't really throw the controller across the room, but I was done with it. But Go back to it, Steve. Just uh, give it maybe, some time. Maybe once I'm done with Sunset Overdrive, which is pretty much, you know, the same thing because it has like a cat, a stuffed cat that you shoot out and it explodes. So. <laughs> Sorry, I lost I my, my temper list. there. Yeah. <gasps> That's uh, what I've been playing. So, Brie, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Mass Effect. So did you transfer back over to the 360 or are you still trying to play it through on the Xbox One? Well, uh, you know, I just... <sighs> I gave up. I gave up on the the Xbox One. It was like the the thought of playing all the way through Mass Effect One and not being able to continue with Mass Effect Two. It's just uh, you know, it's just it felt pointless. So um, and plus, like Mass Effect One is really hard to get through because like the combat on it really sucks. So uh, what I've done is um, you know, ever since I got my PS4 because I'm not Georgia Dow, you know, and I buy new things. <laughs> I haven't really played my PS3 that much, so I, I found an HDMI cable, and um, the problem is, like, my PS3 controllers were going dead after a while, so I treated myself to two very brand new PS3 controllers, and I actually bought a docking cradle for all of my um, PS4, Xbox One, and PS3 uh, controllers, so, like, it can just be sitting on my table and I just plop it in there. Oh, that works with all three? It works with all three of them? And- no, I got three different uh, ones for it. So, because you know what that's like when you pick up, like, a system that's older 
computer and like your controllers are dead and they're trying to figure out how to sync it. So I just said, screw it. So I finally got like an HDMI extender and wired my Xbox 360 and my PS3 back in it for real. And, you know, fake Brie, like you were talking about your, your back catalog being a really big problem for people. <coughs> um, for me, um, I started like playing my PS3 and I'm like, Holy hell, like there are so many more games I care about on the system than the PS4. It's just ridiculous. And yeah, the UI is a little bit slower, but I'm just having a great time. So I've been playing a ton of um, uh, uh, Valkyria Chronicles. I've been playing a ton of Mass Effect. Um, you know, I've been playing Scott Pilgrim uh, Saves the World, you know, so... I've uh, really been playing a lot of uh, of that. Also, uh, over on the Vita, I, I I tweeted, I think it was this weekend, with all the steps to get Valkyria Chronicles installed on your Vita, and it's just ridiculous. So uh, I've actually been staying up late and playing Valkyria Chronicles 2 on my Vita up until like 2 or 3 in the morning <laughs> every single night because it's super addictive, and it's awesome. And uh, also, in the middle of that, I'm shipping a game which you may not have heard about. So that's what I'm doing. I, I'm playing my own game, then trying to ship. Uh, and today I completely broke everything in the game. Awesome. And I'm no. kind of scared about that. Uh, there is no <laughs> oh, holiday currently in the game. Oh, I don't know where she that's went. That's not really all that important, really. She's not like she's the main character or anything. Well, you could see her in the cinematics, but when it comes to combat, she's just gone. She's invisible. You just call, just call that ghost mode and you ship oh, it. That's fine. Okay, okay. Nobody will notice. Great. No one will notice. <laughs> This That's is why fine. I don't work at a game studio. No, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> so, Georgia, what are you playing? Okay, so I have started to play um, Alien Isolation. Yes! That is a scary game. I'm just uh-huh. going to... It is slightly um, panic-inducing, scary game. Um, I have realized that when I am in high panic situations on a video game... I start to have my character just run around, kind of just yelling and running around in circles, which is probably not the best of strategies in Alien Isolation. So (laughs) I have to replay a whole bunch of levels. The first time I saw the alien, I truly just shrieked as it ate me, um, which is not the best technique. I'm just going to let other people know in case they Wait, hold on. I'm writing this down. Yeah, That does sound a bit suboptimal. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's it's hard to fight the aliens from inside their bellies. Right. Right. It was yeah. ineffective. And uh <laughs> what I love about the game is the pace, the build up is wonderful. You're you 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 know it's coming. You just don't know when it's coming and it's not one of these games that that has it right away. You have to kind of earn it which is lovely, and it also has a lot of puzzle components. You have to be smart with what you use and where you use it. And um, the the dead eyes, which is one thing that bothers me about most games now, is that the all of the eyes on all of the characters look exceptionally dead. That bothers me, but it's it's a really great game. If you're into scary games, it's, it's a, a really fun game to play. And uh, try not to play it at night alone with the lights out. In in your like super like dark like red red black room theater that you have downstairs in your basement. That I was playing it in the movie room, and that was yeah, it was really scary playing it in the movie room because we have the surround sound. It's like a ten foot screen, and you know, 
it, it was, yeah, it's pretty scary. And that's when one of the kids comes downstairs because they, they forgot their toothbrush and barges into the room while you're in the middle of the, of the Yeah, game. you're jittery for the rest <laughs> of the day, pretty much. <laughs> Just jittery for the rest of the time. Uh, you should you should play that game before you come do a podcast with me. Okay. <laughs> then I'll be even more traumatized. Yeah. Exactly. Go, yeah. Go. Get the flight the fight or flight uh impulse up is, is really what right, you need to do. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh yeah, Samuel, I wanted to ask you, like, you have very often like when I hang out with people that like hear me on a podcast, like, I mean, what was it like? Like, am I what you expected in real life? Was it, was it better? Was it worse? I like, feared for my life. Priest. Really? Oh, no, I man. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were a blast to hang out with. Yeah. I'm not telling you that because I scared for my life. Okay. No, okay. No, you, you should be. Though if you, you were be. scared for your life, you would still say that. True, true. That's true. That's true. Uh, no, great. Uh, it was awesome. It was a great experience. That's and, right. And I tried oyster for the first time. That's right. It was really slimy and disgusting. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So I spent, once I recovered from stomach flu a couple weeks ago, I finally got to play Rock Band 4 um, yeah. and Amplitude, which came out this week. So I've been playing, oh. I've been harmonics fanboying all over the place the last two weeks. And... Um, Rock Band 4, I am, like, so glad that I bought it. I'm really, really happy with it. I wasn't wow. super happy with it at first because the process to get all of your songs over is not great right now. Um, Rock Band 3 is not a problem because it, it you just buy a, a thing in the store and everything comes over. But everything else, I had 180 songs in my library that I had to go and download individually one by one through the store which was super fun but once i once i got through all that and got it all in there the game is really really like it's everything that i wanted it's basically rock band but they've done a couple of little things that really improve it um the tour is a lot better because it lets you for the most part have some control over the set list that you're playing um the the original games would often force you into set lists of particular songs whether you like them or not and here it very often will let you either pick the songs outright or vote on the songs, which doesn't necessarily let you pick the song itself. But it's like something for the 80, something from Radiohead, this particular song or try some other things, um, which makes it a little bit better. And the solos are like so much better in Rock Band 4 than they are in the other games because the uh, the solos, especially uh, primarily on guitar, which is mostly what I've been playing. In the old games, it was you just had to play the notes exactly as they were, and you could use the the, the higher frets on the bottom of the guitar neck to play them without strumming, but that was pretty much it. And now they've got this new system for freestyle solos where you have to play, you have to strum at a certain rhythm and hit a certain group of frets. But other than that, you can basically just do whatever you want and it makes and it makes something that sounds really cool and it doesn't penalize you if you mess up. So no matter what, you have a lot of fun with just making something that sounds awesome during the solo. And that's that's really what I, I didn't like about the old games, that the solos were more stressful than the rest of the song. And now the solos are the best part of the song, and I love it. Um, so I And I'm back playing expert guitar. It took me a little while to get used to the new guitar because this is the first guitar first new guitar I've gotten since Guitar Hero 2. Wow. Yeah, I still was using that old Explorer guitar that came with uh, Guitar Hero 2 for the 360. Whoa. Um, but I had to, I had to upgrade because that wasn't supported because it doesn't have the lower frets. 
So this it's it's been a little bit of an adjustment just because the buttons on the other one were raised and these are all flat like they're like with the frets of guitar and sometimes I would my hand would kind of slip off into where there weren't frets anymore. But once I adjusted to that, it was really good. The only problem with it is that if you're trying to learn how to play for the first time, like my daughter wanted to start playing and it doesn't seem like there's a tutorial for a new player. So like if you if you want to learn how to play the solos, you're all set, but it assumes that you've played before. Hmm. So if you're going to start I, I, and maybe and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it's just somewhere I wasn't able to find it, but I looked all over the menus and I didn't see anything. So if you want to just like learn how to play guitar for the first time, it's, this is not the game for you. Hmm. But which is surprising because you would think that they would be trying to get people back into the series with this. But but in in any event, so I was kind of trying to teach her on my own and that kind of went okay. Um, But she still is not getting that. You just have to strum it once and not like wiggle it back and forth every time you try to hit a note. So we're still working on that. But she's finally starting to get it. And then Amplitude came out, which is basically if you liked Amplitude on the PS2, just go buy it because it's awesome. And it's exactly how it's it's basically the same game but with everything upgraded and with new music so if you like the original amplitude on ps2 just go buy it and if you like rhythm games at all and you like electronic music you should go buy it um it's it's really a ton of fun and it's it's exactly what i wanted it to be when i kickstarted it that was the first episode of the show when we talked about that kickstarter wow when they when they first did that kickstarter that was when we recorded the first episode of the show and it just came out it's it's more of a game where every instrument on every instrument in the song is on a different track, and you have to hit the shoulder buttons in time with the three beats, left left middle and right, um, and chain them together to turn on the track for a certain amount of time, and then you kind of build the song that way. It almost looks like a highway that you're going back and forth, and you can get combos by stringing those together, and you get power ups and stuff like that. It's it it's it's a blast. Just go go get it. It's awesome. Um, okay. So that's yes, sir. <laughs> that's that's been that's my that's my music game section but i've been i have been wanting to play these games for a long time and i've been waiting for them a long time and they have lived up to my every expectation so i'm super happy Steve, i'm gonna come out there one of these days and you're just gonna help me with these rhythm games because i have no rhythm i'm like that guy in footloose who just can't go to the beat and you're just gonna teach me how to play these it's just a lot of practice like i basically was with ampl was played amplitude like replay peggle like I just spent hours and hours just playing it and just figuring out the rhythms as I went, and it's just I don't know I don't even know that I could teach anybody. I'm trying to teach my daughter, and it's it's a <laughs> hated, it's not going very well. <laughs> but it, we're we're starting to get there. But it's just a lot of practice, and just you you start to figure it out after. You're, it's just it's mostly that your fingers don't aren't used to working that way for the most part, especially with like Guitar Hero. Like my hand hurts a lot after playing it just because my left hand isn't used to working that way but you know once you train your fingers to work that way it starts to it starts to get easier i seem to remember beating you at the giant space cat 2014 office party i, I seem to remember you, you putting two children who were too young to handle your, instruments your on children, my team your spawn and you know <laughs> skills are inherited on dna level i learned that from alien resurrection so oh i don't i don't know, i don't yeah. watch movies so i don't believe in any okay, of that stuff so. yeah Go. All right. <laughs> um, I do remember beating you, though, um, uh, very handily. I think well, it was, yeah. Well, was, you go uh, get Amplitude, and we'll do multiplayer, because okay. they have multiplayer, and we'll see how okay. that goes. Okay. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, Pe- we'll do Peggle, and we'll do Amplitude back-to-back. And how we'll see about how DJ Hero? No, no, that's... that's No? I don't... I tried to play that. I don't even oh. know what the hell is going on in that game. It's because you, 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 it's, it's good music. 
Like well, that's 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 why it's awesome. Well, it's I, I think you actually would like the music in Ampla too because it's all electronic music. Uh, I don't know. There's definitely what, some dubstep in there. What what Americans think EDM is is usually kind of sad. So I don't know. Ah, uh, those uh, those dumb Americans. I'll tell you. I no like, really seriously. Okay, like here in the United States, like when you talk about who do people know their EDM stars, like Skrillex. Okay, Skrillex ain't that talented. I'm sorry. He's just not. And, you know, you can, um, I mean, you know about people that do like Ibiza or UMF. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I love those, those bands. But like, if you want to get really deep, like you've got to, you've got to go hardcore. You've got to find like Carl Cox. Like you've got to get there. You can't like just listen to some Skrillex and then like, you know, make your CD skip like dubstep. And then it's a day with DDM. Like it's a little more complicated than that. So wait, wait, EMF, like the unbelievable guys. Oh god! Or is that a oh, different Steve? No, just stop, stop. <laughs> no, UMF. Ultra oh, Music UMF. Festival. I thought you said EMF. Oh no, no UMF. That's uh, we'll talk later. Okay, we'll talk after the show. You'll, you'll give me give me a give me a playlist in Apple Music. Okay, and, and we'll and, and I'll I'll give it a try. No, I'll do that right now. <laughs> like we're closing out the show. Okay, so um, anything that anybody wants to uh, to plug before we get going. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was on Tech News today. So um, it was awesome. It was with Jason Howell and Megan Maroney, who are so much fun. And it's the new show, so you should check them out on Twit. What? Oh, wow. You're on Twit? That's awesome. Yeah. She's like there like every week now. It's like the, she alternates out in the FitCast. Oh, I didn't know that. That's <laughs> awesome, Georgia. And me. That's really sweet. Uh, let's see. I did a, a piece with Fast Company uh, this week. I was really happy about that. I had a piece in iMore. I've got another uh, couple pieces in iMore. They're coming out this week. Uh, Check that mostly, out. Mostly I'm keeping my head down and trying to ship a game. So that's where I am. Oh, and um, I was also a guest on a show called The Parallel with uh, Shelley Brisbane, who's a long long podcasting friend of mine from way back when I was doing podcasting the first time. And we were talking along with Liam Irvin, who develops uh, games, audio only games for people who are not sighted. Um, so we were talking about accessibility in the consoles and he's talking about how he plays Mortal Kombat without actually being able to see the screen, which is pretty cool. So huh. Cylon yeah. Brees Abriel, how, how, where, where, where can people find out, uh, find you and find out? more of your uh more of your work and find out all about you all right well you can find me on twitter and at sabreality if you can't spell that just go to sabreal.me and you can see uh everything i do is posted there and i also started a new youtube series where i just um go off on video game subjects awesome come check it out commentary videos yeah exactly i wanted to um improve my um getting my opinion out there or just speaking in front of people like like that so i'm like hey i'm gonna do commentary videos and so I just started that. Come watch. Check it out. Awesome. New episode tomorrow. Um, and you can find uh, find all those links at our show notes, which you can find at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can um, send us your feedback uh, via email to feedback at isometricshow.com. Um, go leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. And uh, you can also, when you're at the show notes, you can also press the the membership button so you can donate five or ten dollars or a hundred dollars for the year to um to the show and that that helps georgia eventually buy some sort of a console um <laughs> eventually someday and uh, <laughs> and you could also uh listen to us 
recording live in the Relay app, which you can find at Relay FM, and you can find all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good, and Bree, where can people find you? Yeah, defending my friend in court for uh, for stealing video games on the Super Nintendo, and also at the uh, Twitter account known as Space Cat Gal. And Georgia, where can people find you? At anxiety-videos.com and on Twitter at Georgia underscore Dow. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And isometric workers, transform and roll out. <laughs> I'm starting the stream, and I'm hopefully, hopefully yeah, we're soon. streaming. Let's see. Well, I, is the thing going? I see the thing going. Can you guys say something? Something. Okay, that something. looks like it's doing something. Okay. Herpes. No, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Uh, when, whenever, this is my go-to joke. Like, oh whenever you don't know what to say, just make a joke with the word herpes in it, and it's just always funny, and people always <laughs> laugh. That's one of my, my best social tricks, so uh, feel free to use that when you're trying to get into a good college. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll do that in therapy and see how well okay. that goes over. Uh, well, I heard, I heard us on the stream, so I think we're, I think we're actually in business. So you, you heard you heard herpes. I, I heard herpes on the stream. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, cool. There we go. Let's do it. That's what we're going to start. We're going to start it. the show with every week. <laughs> <laughs> this may end up in the show. You know. That's funny. That's okay. That is funny. Uh, that would be great if that's the first word that people just hear. Yeah, on the yeah that, that's that, a great that. way to introduce. We got a whole new whole bunch of new listeners. It's a new year. What's the first thing they hear on the show? Herpes. Just, just it, out it would just of context. Be great though, if it, yeah, if it didn't, if we didn't just mention it at all, uh, just randomly, there's some sort of an STD. Uh.